Good morning and welcome. Actually, good afternoon. Welcome to Letter to Philippi, our daily broadcast looking at Paul's letter to Philippi, coming to you from lettertophilippi.org, a new Messianic and Jewish theological teaching organization. And my name is Sean Imsley. I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, and I will be your teacher as we continue this daily verse-by-verse study through Paul's letter to Philippi, the book of Philippians. And we'll be looking today at Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, a section I entitled my commentary on Philippians, Living in Union with the Messiah. So we'll be looking at that today, verses 4 through 6 of chapter 4, as we're moving toward the completion of the third time this year that we've been looking at the book of Philippians. And next week we'll be starting in, going into our fourth time, going verse by verse through Philippians continuing to learn each time through new insights on living our lives, become more and more and more in the Messiah. So we'll start with a word of prayer, and then we will get into our study for today. O Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for each opportunity we have to look in these words of your holy servant, Paul. We thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity via the internet for these words from the Apostle Paul to go out throughout the whole world through Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. We thank you for this opportunity that we have, Lord, to look into your word and for your words to go out through all over the world as you you called your Talmud even to bring the message of the Messiah, the message of the good news of the Messiah, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to other most parts of the world. And now, through the internet, we can bring this message of the Messiah to all the world all the world that has access to the internet, and hear these words from your holy servant, Paul. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence today as we look into your holy word. We thank you for Yeshua, who is our life, who is our life now and, and life forevermore. In, in his name, is the name which is above all name, we pray. Amen. So today we continue our study in Paul's letter to Philippi. Again, my name is Sean Imsley. I'm your teacher, and uh, this is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily, a daily live teaching broadcast going verse by verse through Paul's letter to the Philippians, letter to Philippi, a letter that Paul wrote near the end of his life to the people in Philippi, a community that which he had deep love for, and this is basically his final words his final words to the people in Philippi that he cared so much about. So we'll be looking today at verses 4 through 6 as as he's concluding his letter to them, with his final words to them talking about living in union with the Messiah and how that they are are now, as he he included chapter 3, letting them know and letting us know by example too who follow the Messiah, that we are now citizens of heaven. We live today in heavenly citizenship. We wait for that glorious day when the Messiah returns and we enter the fullness of life eternal, the fullness of, of that heavenly citizenship in the new heavens and the new earth. But until that day, we now live with heavenly citizenship and wait for that glorious day when we see the full realization in the coming of Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. So we begin with verse 4. And we will go over here, and I will put the scripture up on the screen. And we'll be looking at, starting with verse 4, we'll looking at verse 4 through 6 today. Verse 4 reads, Rejoice in union with the Lord always. 
I will say it again, rejoice. I'll read that again. Rejoice in union with the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Here Paul calls the Philippians in this, this famous, this very familiar verse to rejoice. Not as a temporary feeling or emotion, but as a joy that has staying power based on their faith commitment to Yeshua. This call for them to rejoice is not just a temporary feeling of joy, like joy over your sports team winning a championship or you getting a bonus from your, from your work you, you get it, or uh, or being being given a new opportunity to, at uh, at your job new uh, new responsibilities that you rejoice over that you you've got this raise or whatever but it's not a temporary type of joy that 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 Paul is calling people to that not so this one time thing. It's like, yes, my team won the World Series. That's great. That's a great time of rejoicing. My team won the Super Bowl. That's a great thing. But no, Paul here is talking about a sense of joy, which has staying power based on their faith commitments to Yeshua, the Messiah. This joy that he calls them to is, is joy in their connection with Messiah Yeshua. It is the joy that they have that is not an emotion, but an authentic spirit experience of God's faithfulness, this continuing promise of guidance, provision, protection, and direction. So Paul here, in this, this very familiar verse, rejoicing you in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. That as the, as the Hebrew word shalom is more than just peace or an end of conflict, but a sense of of sense of complete, complete wholeness, a complete return from from chaos to 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 fullness and wholeness. So here, in, in Paul's using the word rejoice, the time of joy, people of, of Philippi, that this joy he's calling to them is not a, a temporary, a temporary feeling, a temporary emotion. You know, as I said, as, as with a team winning winning a, a game. Or a championship, or receiving a promotion at work, or or a boat a bonus check you weren't expecting to get at the end of the year, but which would which would bring joy and would would be temporal joy, because like with those sports teams that there will be another season next year and they may not win the championship again, so that's a, a one time one time experience of joy as your team team uh, championing. But Paul here is calling the people of Philippi to understand this joy, the joy they have in knowing the Messiah, as more than a, a feeling or emotion, but something that's deep within them, an experience that they have in knowing the faithfulness of God, knowing the Messiah of Israel. As I said, the people of Philippi are mostly coming from pagan backgrounds. These were those people who were coming from backgrounds where they worshipped the gods of Greece and Rome participated in, in the, the emperor cult. So these people are coming from a pagan background to come to follow the God of Israel in their faith, trust in the Messiah Yeshua and reorienting their lives from their pagan backgrounds to becoming redeemed Gentiles. And there were also, also as we see, see the, at Paul's first visit to, to Philippi, there were Jews there. As we said, Lydia, the first 
person in Philippi to come to follow Yeshua was either either a convert to Judaism or a God-fearer, someone who had practiced Judaism and connected themselves to Judaism without fully fully converting to Judaism. So there were there were also Jews who had come to put their faith in Philippi. But the majority of the of the Philippian Messianic community would have been non-Jews who had come from the pagan backgrounds to now be following the one God of Israel. And Paul calls them to rejoice in their union with the Messiah. They're now gone from being lost in darkness in their pagan background to now being alive and, and in the light of the Messiah. They have now come to know the Messiah of Israel. They now should rejoice in that, that they have been redeemed. They now have the atonement only Yeshua can provide for them. The cause for this joy for the Philippians, this, this deep rejoicing, this ongoing sense of wholeness and rejoicing, is in the good news that the Messiah will soon return, and then they, along with all the redeemed, will enter the Messianic kingdom in the new life forever with Yeshua. The assurance of death's defeat guarantees the righteous eternal reign of Messiah would begin. So in this rejoicing, they have both now their connection to the God of Israel, they're being connected through their faith in Yeshua, and now know their heavenly citizenship, now know the end of death in their experience, that death would was a defeated foe. But now they stand waiting for the fullness of that, the fullness of their joy, when Messiah returns, when he will, he will bring to life all the redeemed, and they will enter the Messianic kingdom and live the new life forever with Yeshua. And this has caused even greater joy. They have great joy now, living as redeemed, as redeemed peoples, waiting for that heavenly citizenship. And Paul says, wants them to be assured that their heavenly citizenship is secured, and they will soon, re- soon see the return of the Messiah. And along with all the redeemed, will enter the Messianic kingdom, new life forever with Yeshua. This assurance of death's defeat, death's defeat guarantees the righteous eternal reign of the Messiah. The eternal reign of the Messiah guarantees this hope now for them in their lives as Messiah and in the world to come. When Messiah returns, may that day be soon, and we see him, who is our Lord and King, returning to bring the Messianic kingdom and life forever. And next we look at verses 5 and 6, which read, Let everyone see how reasonable gentle you are. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let me read those two verses again. Let everyone see how reasonable and gentle you are. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. In this familiar, very memorable verse, verse 6, Paul here is teaching the Philippians about the importance of prayer as a source of breaking from worry. The great counter to worrying is to place all concerns on God in prayer. Dr. David H. Stern, in his Complete Jewish 
Bible in his Jewish New Testament commentary, made an interesting point that I had not seen before in this passage. But since I've, since I've seen it, I've really motivated my whole life and experience and how I live out my life following the God of Israel, following the Messiah of Israel. In that, Dr. Cern in his commentary on this verse says, that those who do not want to bring all issues to God in prayer are showing pride in their unwillingness to release issues to God. And this hit me so 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 clearly, and, and I, I want to pass that on to you, is that Dr. Stern here is making a point that that we need to bring everything in our lives to God in prayer. Somehow we somehow we see that uh, that we can bring the big things to God. You know, our friends who are sick. You know, we know this person who has has COVID, or this person who. Uh, you know, who was in a car accident. So we'll pray for those things, bring those things to God to prayer. You know, where I, or, or, I lost my job. We'll, we're, we'll, you know, we'll pray for that. Or, you know, this person, this person needs, you know, their car repaired and they can't afford it. We'll somehow bring the big things to God in prayer. But the smaller things of life, you know, we'll say, well, we can take care of that on our own. We won't necessarily bring, you know, say, for example, you know, if I, you know, if I have a flat tire in my car or I have, you know, some, some minor, minor physical, you know, I, I, you know, I twist my ankle and, you know, I know, I know that will heal over a few days. I'll just, just, uh, you know, take the Advil and, and, uh, and wrap it. But no, Dr. Stern here is making it a point, at least the way I understand it is that, is that by not bringing everything to God in prayer, we're in essence saying, God is God of the big things. God is of, of my friends who have COVID. My God is the one who is is uh, over over, you know, the person who has a lost job or someone who was in a car accident. But the the smaller things in my life, everyday parts of my life, the everyday things that go on in my life, I can take care of that. In essence, that is showing pride in our part. As I said, the the whole focus of the one of the major themes that runs of the whole book of Philippians is humility. And as we've learned, pride is the opposite of humility, that by not living in humility, we are going after pride. So not bringing everything in our lives, just the big things to God, which, which we, we can't take care of ourselves. In essence, we are, are showing pride in that we are not willing to take everything to Him, that we somehow figure the big things He can handle, little things we will take care of on our own, and in doing so, by not having all of our life being brought to God in prayer, we are showing pride that we are basically putting ourselves as the God of the little things in our lives and having the God of Israel being the God of the big things in our lives. So in this, as in this we can see that, that, that Paul, Paul is showing us and, and is brought to life in, in what uh, Dr. Stern said, is that we need to have have a, a prayer life where all of our life is is included in it. Everything about our lives we need to bring to God in prayer, and by not doing that, we are showing that we are not fully fully understanding His place as the God of our lives. And in essence, we are putting ourselves as the God of the little things in our lives, and having Him as the God of the big things. But God is God of everything. 
and we show our our humble acceptance of that fact. We show our, our humble nature that we show the Messiah-like humility by bringing everything to God in prayer, both the big things and the little things. And by not bringing everything to God in prayer, we're showing our pride that, that we somehow, you know, somehow I can take care of the small things. God can take care of the big things. But in this, we see Paul teaching about humility. In the case of humbly bringing all issues to God in prayer, the greatest act of humility is to lay all one's needs before God, knowing that he is the source of life and the true Lord and King. By bringing everything to God in, in prayer, we show that he is our Lord. He is our King. He is our sole source of sustenance. He is our sole source of relief of pain. He is our sole healer for, for our illnesses and for the illnesses of those we, we love and care about. In bringing everything to God in prayer, we show his lordship in our life, and we show our dependence on him, and we show our humility. And as we said, when we, we, when we somehow don't bring things to God in prayer, we're showing that we are basically, we're going to take that on our own, that, that uh, you know, we are basically God over the small things in life, and we have the God of Israel, the Messiah of Israel, the Ruach Kodesh available to call on for the big things in life, for the COVID or the auto accidents. The smaller things in life, we'll just get by on our own. But in this, we, we, we lay aside the place that God has in our lives. So our lives should be continual lives of prayer, continually bringing everything to prayer, both the big things and the little things. And by doing so, we show the humble attitude of the Messiah and understanding that it is too the one God of Israel, we need to bring all of our lives. All of our lives are bound up in him, and this should include our prayer life, that we should continue all things. There's nothing too small to bring before the Lord. And by bringing everything, we show that he is the one who is our Lord and King. It is in this time of supplicatory prayer, this time of bringing everything to God in prayer, the Philippians can bring their most heartfelt needs and concerns before God. And we see this in, in our, our tradition of, of the simple supplicatory prayers, like the one Paul is re- recommending to the Philippians, would later be integrated in the daily Jewish liturgy of the Tachanun prayers. But in the Tachanun prayers of, of the liturgy, there, there, are, we, there are prayers for all of the various aspects, of the various, the, from very small to the large aspects of life. That in, in our tradition, we, we have this understanding that Paul is bringing forward, that all of our life, from the biggest to the smallest things, should be brought to God in prayer. And this has been integrated into the liturgy, into the, the daily practice of our people according to the Tachanun prayers. So in this we see, in, this, in the, these verses, we see Paul calling the people of Philippi to one rejoice in their new life and in the life to come in the Messiah, but as they continue to live in this life, waiting for that glorious day, when Messiah Yeshua returns, he calls the people in Philippi, and us by example reading these words, to understand that we need to bring everything to God in prayer, that our dependence on God, our recognition of his place as our Lord and King, is dependent on all that we bring him to, to him in prayer, that as we bring all of our life 
into prayer. We bring all of our life into the Messiah. As our lives are to be, be more and more and more in the Messiah, integrated in the life of Yeshua, by bringing everything to God in prayer, we show our dependence on Him. We show our humble modeling of the Messiah Yeshua, who brought everything that he, in His life to prayer and continues to do that for us, to be the advocate on our side, praying for us before the Father. And with these words, don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That in, in this world, especially now, full of all kinds of worry over COVID, the different difficulties with, with, with the, the government of the U.S. and other, other countries, possible conflict between countries, there's, there is a, a great sense of worry in our world today. But in these words, don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your request unto God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That there is a way for us to deal in this world that is, that is full of worry and chaos by bringing everything to God in prayer, bringing a request to God, bringing to Him our concerns, our needs, and to... Come to him in thanksgiving, knowing that he is our provider, he is our source, and in doing so, we show our dependence on him. By bringing everything to God in prayer, we show him that he is our Lord and King. And in these, these brief verses, we see both the, the comfort of knowing that we are secure in our connection to the God of Israel and we're waiting for the glorious day when Messiah Yeshua returns, and we can we should rejoice in the knowledge of the Messiah and in, in his faithfulness and his continuing promise of guidance, provision, protection, and direction. And then from there, from the sense of rejoicing, knowing his faithfulness, we need to show our belief in that faithfulness by bringing everything to God in prayer, knowing that he is our source, he is our king, he is our master, and he is the one that we have that is our source of life, both now and forevermore. And in doing so, we have the joy, we have the complete joy that can only come from our God and from our Messiah, Yeshua. And in this we stand, in this hope, this hope that is based on God's faithfulness that we, as we bring everything to God in prayer, we know that he is faithful and he will provide as we need for the glory of the God, the Father. So that will conclude our time today as we looked at Philippians chapter 4, which is 4 through 6, as we looked at, at the section that I entitled Living in Union with the Messiah. And tomorrow we'll be looking at section called Call to Stand Firm in Their Faith. Uh, Paul's continuing to, to, to call the people of Philippi to stand strong in their faith as this is his final word to them before he, his execution. He wants to remind them about standing firm in the faith. He's, he's told them the security of their faith in Messiah, the faithfulness of God in their life. And then he calls on them to focus on good things and focus on standing firm in their faith by living in a mindset focused on those things which are true, 
and noble and righteous and pure, lovable and emerald, and virtue and on things that are praiseworthy. That he wants to call them to stand firm in their faith by having a mindset focused on godly things. And we'll look at that tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Chicago time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, and 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. We need to find a city for for uh, for uh, the Eastern time, and uh, we'll work on that. So, so that will conclude our time today. We thank you for watching. For those who are watching it live, and also will be watching the recorded recorded uh, broadcast. Again, this is Lettered Philippi Live, coming to you from Lettered Philippi Incorporated, a new Messianic Jewish teaching and theological organization focused on on bringing together teaching that focuses on and lifts up Yeshua, our righteous Messiah, and gives glory and honor to the one God of Israel by following the words of the Torah, honoring Jewish tradition, and living within in Jewish space and Jewish community, and building a Messianic Judaism for the 21st century that is truly following the God of Israel, living according to the example of the Messiah Yeshua, and living clearly within Jewish life and Jewish space and Jewish community. And in so doing, to make a, a Messianic Judaism for the future that truly honors the God of Israel and lifts up Yeshua, the true Messiah of Israel, within Jewish life, within Jewish practice, and within walking in Torah ways. So thank you for watching. That will conclude our time for today, and tomorrow we'll be looking at Paul's calling the people of Philippi, and us by example, to stand firm in their faith by focusing their minds on godly things. So again, this is Letter to Philippi Live. You can find out more information about our organization at lettertophilippi.org. There you can watch past class videos. You can ask any questions you want about us. You can leave a prayer request. As we focus on the importance of prayer today, I want to be praying for you, so you can leave a prayer request there that I will I will bring before the Lord before you. You can make a contribution to our work. We truly appreciate all those who support our work financially. As I said, we are an independent organization, not funded by any outside source. So you who are watching our videos and reading our materials are our source to keep this, this work going and to keep this broadcast going through your your faithful contributions to our work, which we would truly appreciate. And you may, as I said, you can make a one-time or an ongoing contribution on our website. We just started our Messianic Jewish review of books. We have our first book review app, and as I said, starting next month, we'll be adding two new book reviews each month from books by Messianic Jewish authors, and also books from the Paul Within Judaism School of Thought in the larger academic world. As we look to to resources that uh, are relative to the building of a Messian Jewish future and a Messian Judaism Jewish theology, again go to Literature Pi Live. We will be back tomorrow. My name is Sean Imsley. Shalom and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow again from Literature Philippi Live, a daily teaching broadcast going through Paul's Letter to Philippi. Literature Philippi dot org. Shalom.